Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everybody, Bob Stoffer, Brandon S. Scott, Mark Spector, all with you right now in Oilers Now. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours during uh, these challenging and uncertain times all the best. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can uh, text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. Momentarily, back into the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, they've got uh, some new things happening out of the patio out at River Cree, which is going to be very apropos here coming up as we get further into the spring. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, now open for takeout orders. Full details from Don and the staff at jvedmonton.ca. As we re-engage the one and only Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the horses remain in training and continue receiving the utmost care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. So, Speck, uh, I threw a theoretical out there, which mm-hmm. uh, which uh, some people have jumped on. Uh, this text from Karsten says, Bob, if I was the owners, I would have done that deal all day for Hall. The only legitimate prospect, in my opinion, in that uh, package would have been Sam Arukov, and he's currently injury. It's a no-brainer that if you can get a top six forward, you'd likely consider an extension. Uh, I sure hope the general manager would have said so. Um, if not, I wouldn't understand the logic. Well, it never got to that point. Um, and so, you know, and, and Ken Holland, obviously, yesterday, Mark couldn't specifically say whether or not he was, you know, I mean, Taylor Hall's property of another team, so he can't really comment on that. Uh, so here, here we go. We, I, I think we're both comfortable with what happened, but people say, well, you know, Spectre's on Sportsnet, and that's uh, the Oilers' uh, broadcast partner. Stoffer's on, you know, you work for the Oilers, so of course you're comfortable. I also understand the, fan, the fans that think the team should have done more. You know, I, I, I understand that perspective. But, Mark, you talked about now wasn't the time. This is going to be a big off season for this, and I know we still got lots of hockey left in the regular season. This is going to be a big off season, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And and this is where the orders are at. They they have enough holes and, and you know weaker spots that need to get filled less and less, right? There's less of them than there used to be. But they're a team that needs to fill those spots in the summertime. Right? Who moves at the deadline? A bunch of guys like Tater Hall. Sure. First of all, let's make sure that Taylor Hall ever wanted to come back to Edmonton, and I am not sure that's the case, right? 
he had control of that trade, and, and I've yet to hear Hall say that he would welcome a return to Edmonton as much as all the fans would love that. But they're not in, they don't need a bunch of RFAs right now or a bunch of uh, UFAs right now. They got to get out there in the free agent season and they got to fill the third line center spot with a guy that's going to play for them for three or four or five years. And they got to find the left winger on a one or two year deal where, you know, you've got some control of the player and you can build around that player. At this point, bringing in rentals for playoff runs and watching them walk away and, and not having the draft picks anymore. They're not there yet. They're not that team ball. Yeah. Uh, well, and that, uh, that goes, uh, that, that's fair. Um, so, Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Craig Button was on TSN yesterday and said that he believes the priority of sequence for the three unrestricted free agents um, should be Tyson Berry first, Ryan Nugent Hopkins second, and Adam Larson third. I would actually flip Larson and Barry. I think Larson and Nugent Hopkins are going to get re-signed here. What say you, Mr. Spector? Well, to me, it's a very here's, – here's what everyone is going to need to know here about Ken Holland's job over the next part of the summer. He needs to convince all these guys that they're not all hitting home runs here. Right, everybody isn't going to hit a home run. Nurse is coming up soon. Uh, you got Barry, you got Larson, you got Nugent Hopkins. If you know, if I'm Barry and I think I'm worth six, I'm probably going to have to take closer to five to play in Edmonton, or I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's just a fact. They can't sign all these guys, Paul. They don't have the money to sign them for maximum contracts. So to me, Barry, it's all about if, is Barry a mercenary? He did his one year here the way Hall did in Buffalo, but it went well for Barry. You know, he's, he's the third leading scorer among defensemen. If he's hitting a home run, he ain't hitting it here. So that's the first thing for me. Adam Larson's money is a lot more reasonable. He's a very – he should be a guy you can fit in here. In fact, he may make less than he's making right now. Adam Larson resigns here, in my opinion, absolutely for sure. And Nugent Hopkins is a probably for me, Bob, but I guess I want to say to you, you know, what could you do out there for $6 million in this current NHL economy, right? What could you do? You could get two players that certainly do the equivalent of what Nugent Hopkins does for you and maybe more. What do you think? Here's the challenge I have with Nugent Hopkins, okay? Uh, and I almost at times feel like, well, you know, I've done a lot of events with Ryan over the last several years. He's involved with cystic fibrosis. In fact, he's done more events than anybody else over the last 10 years. You know that. He's always a part of the, uh, uh, you know, the hockey for kids campaign at the orders of, uh, uh, that, that whole charitable side where they go to the four different schools. His school invariably always wins. Uh, and that's because he's really engaged. He does a lot of, he's also, you know, the Oilers have a team where they've got two of the five best players in the world that demand a lot of a time for and a lot of attention from the media. And Nugent Hopkins is sort of like the the third member of that group and does a lot of the media availability. So he's he's accessible. He's out there in the community. He cares about the community. All of that being said, but the the challenge I have and and you know you know what he's like to deal with on a day to day basis when we still used to see them. He's a pretty good guy to deal with. Like he's a great guy. He's in the city. He's the type of guy. He's the type of guy you wish your daughter would marry. He's that guy, right? That's who he is. But Mark, we're forty games in a year here. He's on pace in a full season for a fifty-six point campaign. He spent almost entirely. 
at least 80% of the season with either McDavid or Dreisaitl. So I'll grant him maybe 20% of the year he's had to center by himself, and that might be high. Mark, he has two primary even-strength assists. He doesn't put up points in term points per 60 at even strength, but he's good on the penalty kill and he's a terrific power play. He's so I just kind of I look at him and I'm like, find a way to get it done. Rick Vallette, if Rick, if Rick was listening to the show right now, you know what, Rick, get it done here in Edmonton. Get it done. And you know what, for Ken, that's kind of my my attitude is I, I know. That there's not a compelling analytics argument for Nugent Hopkins, Mark, but I think the players. This is a case where the player brings some additional things. Find a way to get it done. Well, I guess I would. I would say that you know I want to compartmentalize what he does for you. You know, he's he's to me he's not a centerman anymore. He's you're dealing with a left winger here. Uh, yeah, he slots into the center spot, but he doesn't produce when he's center this year. And he's still never going to be a face-off guy, Bob. He's a 45% face-off guy. So, what you know? What do we? What kind of player would you lose if you didn't have Brian Nugent Hopkins? Well, you you lose a penalty killer, but the third line center you're going to sign is going to be that guy anyway. Um, you know, you'd lose a left winger that can play well with Drysaddle and McDavid. But I think I'd say to you, Bob, there's probably lots of left wingers out there who can play pretty well with McDavid and Drysaddle. Uh, now you need a second left winger because right now the Oilers, you know, they have Nugent Hopkins on left wing and they still require a top six left six left winger. So they basically need two good left wingers here in a third line center. It, for six million bucks, could you find the replacements for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I wonder. Could you find those replacements in a bigger, rougher body that's harder to play against? I wonder. You know, a truer. Could you find a, a guy that's better on faceoffs when he does play center? I wonder. It's a good question. Well, there's a guy out there. You know, uh, Rich Reiner represents Tomas Tatar. Okay. He's got really good analytics for points per 60 at even strength. I'm not sure what, you know, would you rather have Thomas Tatar or Nugent Hopkins? They both based, they both had 61 points last year, spec. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, what's Tatar going to make? What's he making this year? Yeah. Um, Good question. I think he's a $4 million guy. Like my question to you would be, Bob, if I, if you tell me that I'm taking, I'm not taking the Ryan Nugent Hopkins and I am taking Tatar, maybe someone could look up the salary while we're talking. If I still have two, if I pick up $2 million in cap space, well, that means I can find another player, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it really becomes to me about what you have to, what, what Nugent Hopkins is getting paid. You know, when he, when six million was in the old economy, six million was when he was a center. Six million was when he regarded him as a guy that was going to be a huge point, you know, maybe a bigger point producer. I think at his age, I like the player. We all like the player. He's a good player. We're not even going to talk about the guy. He's a great guy. That, that's yeah. not an issue. Um, but now I, I think this is the player he is. There's no more uh, prospect here. There's no more, oh, he's going to improve this, he's going to improve that. I know exactly the player that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is. Is he worth $6 bucks in this economy? I think that's a fair question to ask. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. So.
So, so there you have it. It's 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 an interesting one, right? Like it's. I want to say. Well, let me add one more thing, Bob. If you if you promised me that I could have Adam Lowry as a UFA. I'd take him, and I'd let RNH walk, and the extra money, I'd find a left winger for that money. What about you? I would sign RNH and sign another left wing and have RNH as an option at center. And uh, I don't think, first of all, you're not getting Adam Lowry. Winnipeg Jets are going to re-sign him. And well, I said, if you promised me I could get him as a UFA, I'd, you're not, I'd, all right, I'd it's go a move. after him. Okay, you know what? The guy's a terrific player, Mark. I, I think what they're gonna I think what they're gonna do with third and fourth line center. Look, Terrace is under contract. He's gonna have to do everything possible not to end up getting farmed next year at the start of the year. Okay, even yeah. today, even today at practice, it didn't look like he was in on coming up on Friday. Uh, I think they'll re. You know what? I think there's a good chance that Kara gets re-signed. I think they'll contemplate re-signing uh, Gaetan Haas, but may look for a different right shot option. There's two guys, one in Calgary, one in Vancouver. They're both in 30s, and they can both win face-offs. And right now, they don't have a guy that can win a face-off on the right side. So you, you, maybe you look at one of those guys at a million bucks, and then you allow a window for a McLeod or for a Holloway. Next, like I think Holloway's on the team for sure, possibly on left wing. And McLeod's a really intriguing guy because he's really coming on the farm right now. Yeah. All yeah, right. and you got to leave room for those guys. Mark, we're going to take a 30-second timeout. It's 118 in Edmonton, and here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of the winners and losers. I don't even know if we're going to do losers. I'm just going to say, I'm going to ask Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta, who made their team better. Keep texting us. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. You can bring him back. Just to set the record straight. Absolutely. You can bring him back. Regarding one Mike Smith. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Mark Spector coming up. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Spec, uh, let's do it. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Albert. At which time, I'm going to tell you this, that the horses remain in training and continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe. And we'll see at the races when it's uh, safe to do so. Mr. Spector, mm-hmm. here you go. Who do you think won the day yesterday? Who, who, which, which organizations improved their team the most? Well, Colorado improved their team. You know, they brought in Nemeth. They brought in, I thought, uh, I hope that Devin Dubnik emerges as their goalie uh, there because I like Devin Dubnik and he's an interesting cat when he's good. Oh, boy, is he really good. And they brought back Carl Soderbergh, which I thought was interesting. They had him once before. So they got better. I thought Florida certainly got better bringing in Montour. Uh, if Sam Bennett plays in the playoffs for Florida the way he did for Calgary, uh, he'll make them better. And I would say to you up here, it would have to be the Leafs. I mean, the Leafs are the team that really spent at the deadline. And you know what? I was happy to see the Leafs bring in a player like Felino. Like, they need guts. They need penalty killing. They need hard to play against a lot more than they need skill. They got so much skill. So I thought the Leafs did a good job. They gave up a lot. You know, and even sent, I noticed they sent Barabanov right at the deadline off to uh, San Jose. I kind of liked that Barabanov here when I saw him play. So they gave up some prospects, they gave up some draft picks, but I would say that the Leafs, you know, I think we all look at the, as the Leafs as closer to a finished product than Edmonton and a team that could take a run at the Cup this year. And their GM acted accordingly, Bob. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, 
you ready for this, Mark? I'm going to take just. I'll say it right now. If it ends up being Montreal and Toronto, I'm going to take the Canadians to upset the Leafs in the first round. Canadians, wow. Canadians have Carey Price. Canadians uh, will have Ben Sherratt back. Uh, ben Sherratt and Weber and uh, Petrie were all part of the. Uh, what do they call that last year in the playoffs? The Trident. Well, now you had Joel Edmondson, who's won a Stanley Cup, and last time I checked, was leading the NHL in plus minus. Maybe he's been passed by the guys from Colorado. Oh, no, he's been really good. Right, like, and they've added a little bit more depth in the back end now. They got Gustafson, uh, who was the other defenseman that they just got in Merrill uh, to go along yep. with uh, Romanov. I mean, they, they're they're a deep team. Uh, they'll have Gallagher back by the time the playoffs get started. They've added Eric Stahl. They are going to give Toronto's better down the middle. There's no question. But Toronto's rolling out Matthews and Tavares. Toronto's better down the middle. Uh, Montreal can at minimum match Toronto's depth on defense. And uh, and those are all. The other thing is their dear experience, Mark. And I'm gonna, I, you know, pr- arrested Gary Price head to head. I'll take him against whatever Toronto's throwing at him in goal. So, I mean, last year, Mark, I was one of the dum dums. I think I know another guy a number of years ago who said Detroit was going to beat Edmonton in three. I, I'm trying to remember that guy's name, Mark Spector. Yeah. And uh, back in '06, and I was one of those guys that got cheeky with Pittsburgh taking out Montreal, saying they'd sweep them in three straight. And that ultimately didn't happen, and the Canadians won the series. So I think I think Montreal can beat Toronto. It, I, 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 frankly, I think the Leafs are hoping Montreal catches one of Edmonton or Winnipeg because I think yeah, which like is that. which seems unlikely. You know, there's a really cool stretch here. I look at the Jets' schedule this morning. Uh, I think it starts on Thursday night. They play seven straight games against either Edmonton or Toronto. The Jets do. So, you know, when that 10-day stretch is over, whatever it is, 11 days or something, we're going to know a lot more <laughs> at that point. But they play a three-in-a-row against uh, the Leafs. And, you know, we'll have, that's the sort of folks in Edmonton will be watching that one. But uh, it's boiling down, Bob. It's boiling down. I don't, I don't see anyone falling far enough here for Montreal to catch, you know, catch Edmonton, for instance. I don't think that they will. But uh, I think we're looking at the Jets in the first round for Edmonton, and I think it's more a question of where the series opens. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, now that the deadline is over, does this give the owners the opportunity to waive tourists and or uh, Ennis to call up McLeod, Benson, or Lavoie? Is there more flexibility now? Is it just the same as April the 12th? Well, tourists and Ennis have already cleared waivers. Um, Lavoie is not coming back. He's not coming up. The question is, do they give a guy like McLeod specifically an opportunity because of the skating ability and maybe the different use that he has down the middle? Uh, and I, my response to that would be maybe, and we got to find out whether or not the American Hockey League is going to have a playoff. I'm, I'm told if they are, it will only be divisional. And, Mark, it wouldn't surprise you, given that it's costing these organizations money, that there's some uh, some organizations that don't want to play. Yeah, the uh, they they just that's that's two or forty game schedule get it done and over with. Mark, well, uh, you're, they have to they have to they only get a certain amount of moves between now and the end of the regular season, right? Four, I think four it's moves. four transactions. Yes, and then once the playoffs start, you can have as many guys you want, right? Yes, in the playoffs, like it doesn't matter. You can bring up I, you know what you squad of ten guys. I you know what at some point here in the final fourteen games I want to see Bouchard play and I'll be honest I, and maybe I'm being selfish I want to see what McLeod can do too he intrigues me as a player 
Yeah, it's it's you know we're caught. The owners are, are kind of caught here, Bob. We've watched the owners for a long time when they had a bunch of meaningless games now, and they were great times to debut all these kids. Uh, and now they're not like I say. They could who knows? They could win a round or two in the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't. But they're going in the playoffs now, and they want to win every game. And, and it's harder, you know, to t- say to your coach, take out an NHL player and play Ryan McLeod for a couple of games, or you know, let's let's break Evan Bouchard in and give him some games. Like they're fighting for second and possibly first place. So I'm with you. I think it'd be a great time to see those guys play. But I think you better ask Dave Tippett uh, how he feels about developing players in the final 14 games of this regular season. Fair enough, Mark. We got to take care of some other things. Uh, That's Chat Friday, okay? All right. Sounds good, Bobby. For the horses and horse racing in Alberta, that is Mark Spector. Carter texts the show on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, I say, once you start off by seeing how nice of a player and his charity work and media uh, access Nugent Hopkins is and not his five-on-five thing, I think, Bob, you're saying it all. Everybody likes the Nuge, but is he a playoff type of player? Hockey is a business from Carter. Well, I mean, really, Ryan's had, you know, 17 games of playoff experience. First, you know, four assists didn't score uh, against either San Jose or Anaheim. Was better this past run against Chicago. Sometimes it takes guys that that experience of being humbled a bit before they're better, and I don't think we got enough of a read against Chicago. Here is what we are going to do at this time. It's time for your orders now. Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. You can visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Off to the U18 championships is the Edmonton Oil Kings' Dylan Gunther. 12 goals, 24 points, plus 19 in 12 games played. A 24% shooter so far this season. Yesterday, Craig Button, one of the most esteemed uh, neutral-based uh, you know, TSN's head scout, moved Dylan Gunther to second overall for the upcoming NHL draft. And throughout the course of the next several months, Scott Arthur, Millwork, and Cabinetry are going to end up uh, hooking you up every Tuesday and Thursday with a prospect report all the way to the NHL draft. So there you go. Gunther, number two now, according to Craig Button. Bob McKenzie had him at three uh, halfway through the season. I wonder if, and Bob uh, sort Button's Rankings are his rankings. Bob, conversely, rank uh, gets uh, information from about 10 different NHL franchises. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back on Oilers Now to talk a bit about the World Junior Championship that was the producer of our game, Road to the 2021 World Juniors, Shane Fennessy, a local uh, Edmontonian, will join us in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.